Hello, good afternoon. Apologies for being late. Um, actually, somebody else was supposed to be on today and we were having technical challenges and uh, my apologies over that. This is a live broadcast and sometimes we do have that. Behind the scene, we've been working hard to try and rectify uh, the Wi-Fi challenge that we had. So once again, we just want to apologize to everybody on the prayer experience so i've i've decided to come on um on on uh on on in place of the person so it's impromptu i haven't really really put up my banners and scriptures so but we're just gonna walk our way around it okay all right please share this video if you can we have very limited time to pray uh subscribe to daily talks media uk channel if you're live, connect with us, leave your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments. And uh, prayer experience hotline is always there. Um, Thanksgiving, I want to I, I want us to use uh, Psalm 92, verse 1. Psalm 92, verse 1 says, It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Even in the most difficult of situations, we still need to pray. And that's why it's called the prayer experience. It, it, it is, we pray in season and out of season. And in every situation, we give thanks to the Lord. So wherever you are, please join me and let's give thanks to God for his goodness, his mercies, and his faithfulness upon our lives. Heavenly Father, we do want to just thank you uh, that even in the most challenging of circumstances and difficulties sometimes with this broadcast and tech things you still find a way through for us and we want to trust you that today you will have your way and we thank you for everyone in the prayer experience community everyone that is joining us today from across the nations to pray we want to thank you for our brothers and sisters from canada and the united states across Africa, especially in Uganda and in Kenya and uh, on other places in Africa. We also want to thank you uh, for people in India, Pakistan, the Philippines. We just thank you for the heart to pray, the desire to pray, the passion to pray. What's driving us on these is the heart to pray and the passion to pray. And, and thank you for people in the United Kingdom as well that come on faithfully every day. Lord, we just want to say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, now let's, uh, I, I want to share with us from Mark chapter 4. I know we don't have that ready on the, on the, on the, on the, on the screen yet, but I want to share with us from Mark chapter 4. And in Mark chapter 4, this is Jesus Christ. Uh, we're looking at the parable of the sower. This morning we had devotions in church 
and I brought this word and I just want to share that uh, with us. You know, the Bible says to be instant in season and out of season. So if we look at Mark chapter four, we all know the parable of the south of the sower and Jesus shared that parable. But I took my my sharing from Jesus's explanation of the parable of the sower. And that's from verse verse 13. Uh, the, the, let's look at it from the New King James Version. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? And I was sharing with the team this morning that, listen, uh, when Jesus uh, shared with them the parable of the sower, the, the seed that fell by the wayside, the seed that fell among uh, rocky ground, the seed that fell among thorns, and then the seed that fell on good ground and brought forth multiple harvest. Now, Jesus began the explanation by saying, if you do not understand this uh, parable, how then will you understand all other parables? And, 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 and two things that you could refer from that parable of the sower, the two things you can bring out of that. Number one is that this is a very simple parable. This is the most simplest of all parables that if you can't get this, then how are you going to get every other parable that I'm going to share with you? So it's like, you know, you're going to school, you start your learning process. If you don't understand the alphabet, then you can't begin to make a sentence and begin to write a thesis. So you have to start with understanding your alphabets, your A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and all of that. Then you begin to string those alphabets together to form words. And then words become sentences. And that's what Jesus is saying here. This is the most simplest of all parables because the principle of the kingdom runs alongside this parable it's about sowing it's about reaping it's about the heart which is the ground it's about our response and responses to god's word and so many principles that you can bring out there to say if you don't understand this principle then it will be difficult for you to understand all the principles of the kingdom the second way to look at it when jesus said you do not understand this parable. How then will you understand all other parables? The other way to look at it is that this is the parable that unlocks every other parable. It's like somebody gives you a master key and you put that master key in your hand and you can use it to open any door in the house. You know, all of us have houses or you have a business that's got different doors with different keys. But in every building, there will be a master key. You can use that to open every other door. And you could say Jesus was referring to the parable of the sower as being the master parable that you can use it to understand every other parable, just lying it side by side. That's the way to look at it. But key things that I want to bring out in this parable is that number one, the seed remains the same. And Jesus said, the seed is the word. He said, the sower, verse 14, the sower sows the word. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the same. The one that fell by the wayside is the same kind of seed, quality of seed 
uh, category of seed, size of seed is the same category, size, whatever it is, the seed is the same that fell on the wayside, that fell among the thorns, that fell on the rocky ground, that fell on good ground. So what determined the fruitfulness of that seed was not the seed itself, but the state of the soil that the seed fell upon. And Jesus let us know that the soil is the heart of man. The ground is the heart of man. My heart, your heart, determines the effectiveness and the productivity of the word of God. We all sit down and hear the same word. We all open our Bibles and we read the same word. You might be in Japan, I'm in Hong Kong, somebody else is in Canada. The word of God is the same. We read the same word. We read the same Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts of the Apostles, Romans, Galatians. We read it. It's the same scripture. But what makes the word of God produce in your life and produce in my life is, is, is dependent upon the state of my heart and the state of your heart at the point that you receive the word of God. So principle number one is that the seed is the same. Principle number two is that the fruitfulness and the, uh, the, the, the yielding power of the seed is not de dependent on the seed, but upon the ground in which it falls. Okay, so those are two principles that I, I want to share with us. There's a lot more, but those are the two that I want to bring to us. And what we see in the cut in the first category is that it said it fell upon the wayside. And Jesus said, people will hear the word, and sometimes the devil comes immediately and takes the word away. And, and that's the end of it. God gives you a revelation. God speaks to your heart at home, in church, among friends, in a Bible group, or whatever. You receive the word, but it doesn't stay. Sometimes it's because the heart is so hardened. It is a hard ground. It is a hard soil. It, it, it does not accept the word. And sometimes there's, there's, there's a lot of reason why we don't accept the word. Tradition, custom, culture, scene. Those are four things that will stop the word of God from even gaining access into our heart. Straight away, we forget about the word. Straight away, we go about our normal life. And that is the end of it. The second category of heart or ground or soil is, it, it talks about the word that is sown on stony ground. Who, when they hear the word immediately, there's a response. There's a joy, rocky ground. There's a joy. Whoa, fantastic. Uh, what a word. And, and sometimes you hear that. God speaks to you, whispers to you, and you're jumping. Wow, the Lord spoke to me. But then when that word is tested, for example, a word on love, a preaching on, on love, or you're reading a book about love, and the first opportunity you get at forgiving somebody else, at loving the people you don't want to love, talking to somebody you don't want to talk to. That word is being tested. And Jesus said, when that word doesn't have root in itself, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, that means the word is being pressured. There's pressure upon that word. The word is being tried and tested. He says immediately they stumble. That's the end of it. The third 
um, category of heart are those who they receive the word of God with joy and even practice it for some time. It's working, it's, something is happening on the basis of the word. But in verse 19, he says, and the cares of this world, the sinfulness of riches, desire for other things, the cares of this world, worry begins to come in gradually. Uh, the deceitfulness of riches, that is, as a result of blessing and abundance and supplies. And then the cares for other things, the desires, ambition, goal, target, I must get these, achieve that. And so many things. Yes, and, 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 and I like the word deceitfulness because it's not like we are conscious of it. It's, it's quiet, it's subtle. It comes in and begins to choke the word of God. And that word is of no effect. And then he talks about the last category of heart, which is the word comes, they hear it, they receive it, and they bring forth 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. Let's have a moment of reflection, a moment of meditation. And, and just think, what kind of heart have you got? What kind of, what's the state of your heart? What's the state of my heart? What kind of heart do we have? Is it a heart that is so hardened immediately Satan comes and takes the word of God away? Or is it that heart that rejoices immediately as the word of God, but it doesn't last more than a day or two? Or have I got that heart that, you know, is going on with the Lord, but along the line, all the stuff, the things of this world, the cares of this world, challenges, difficulties, situations coming and gradually. Sometimes it could even be my health or my finances, my family, my marriage, different things come into my life and they begin to choke. You know what? When, it, when, it, when the thorn begins to choke the fruit, the seed is gradual. It's, it's, it takes time but it, 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 it's happening little by little by little. My desire for God, my love for God, my passion for God, my uh, uh, awareness, my nuances about the things of God begins to die gradually. What's the state of my heart? Or is my heart that good ground that brings forth 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just want to pray for the church, we want to pray for ourselves, we want to pray for everyone on the prayer experience community, that you will reveal the state of our heart to us. Show us the state of our heart. Reveal the state of our heart to us. And will you help us to cleanse our heart, purge our heart. Lord, I, I want to save you from my heart. I want to love you from my heart. I want to do ministry from my heart. I want to walk with you from my heart. I want to study the word from my heart. I want to practice the word of God from my heart. I want to pray from my heart, a heart that is devoid of the deceitfulness of riches, devoid of the cares of this world, devoid of the cares for other things, that is devoid of the rockiness of this life. It's not a deceitful, deceptive heart. It's not a heart that rejoices 
at your word but doesn't practice it. Lord, I ask and I pray on behalf of every one of us that you will cleanse us and wash us. Do your work in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's pray for the church. Can we take that same prayer and just pray for the body of Christ and pray for the church, pray for pastors and leaders and ministers and just say, Lord, will you do your work in our heart, in the heart of the church, in the body of Christ? Can we pray that? Father, in Jesus' name, we just want to take this same prayer. We want to pray for the wider body of Christ. We want to pray for the rest of the church. We want to pray for our brothers and sisters in our local assemblies, in our local churches. We want to pray for one another. We ask you to help us. We ask you to do your work in and through us. We ask you to, by the power of your spirit, work in and around us, work in and around our heart. We pray for missionaries. We pray for pastors, evangelists, teachers. We pray for the wider body of Christ. We pray for people who serve in our various local churches. That Lord, you will refine our heart. You will do your work in our heart. That in those areas where the enemy is working silently to choke the word and kill the word and kill those things which you have spoken to us, that we will cleanse our heart with the precious blood of Jesus. You said that you are, we are clean by those things which you have spoken unto us. You also spoke about the washing of water by the word, that your word will wash our heart and cleanse our heart and purify our heart. We pray that for the church, the body of Christ as a whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to pray for the nations. John chapter 3 and verse 17. If we can find that scripture, John chapter 3, verse 17, it says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, it's very easy sometimes as Christians, we think God is just out there. Yes, the Bible says it's a consuming fire. But first and foremost, what God wants to do, he said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might, might be saved. God's first um, disposition is his love. And that's why the earlier verses, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. But his, his disposition is not to condemn the world. His disposition is that the world through Jesus Christ might be saved. And I want us to pray for people in our families, people in our home, people in our community, and to also pray that they will receive the love of God that Jesus has made available to us. God does not want any to perish. God wants all to come to repentance. And, and, and I really wish the church, the body of Christ, will be will be less judgmental about the world, less condemning about the world, and will be more loving of the world. Not, not the things of the world. The Bible says not to love the system, the cosmos, 
when the Bible says in 1 John, love not the world, nor the things in the world, it's talking about the cos cosmos, uh, the things, the system, the evil satanic system in our world. But when God, when the Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, is referring to the inhabitants of earth, the people he made, the men and women that he created. We are to love the people and hate the system of the world. Can we pray that people will receive the love of God that is made available through Jesus Christ, that the church on earth today is called to reflect. Father, we want to pray for the nations of the world. We want to pray for people, men and women, who don't know Jesus yet as Lord and Savior. We want to pray for them, that there will be repentance in their heart. We want to pray for repentance. We want to pray that people will have the conviction of sin. We want to pray that there will be within the hearts of people a receiving of the love of God. We're back to the heart again. Yes, the heart. People need to open their heart to receive the love of Christ. Salvation takes place in the heart. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. We pray in Jesus' name for our loved ones. Some of us have got neighbors, we've got uh, friends, we've got uh, brothers and sisters, we've got uncles and aunties, that today, if they die, there's no guarantee and assurance of salvation that while they're still alive, while they're still here, that as the gospel is being preached, as they hear the gospel, uh, whether it's on television or radio, in the church, on the street, a one-on-one -on -one conversation taking place, whichever way in which people hear that gospel being preached, that they will respond from their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Finally, I want us to pray healing prayers. Let us pray. Uh, there's a prayer request that came in today. Somebody called one of our dear sisters, uh, Andrea, and uh, talked about a lady somewhere between uh, Leyland and Preston who is dying of cancer. And we want to pray for this person that the Lord will bring healing, uh, first and foremost, salvation, and then healing because this person we're told is not yet saved. Matthew 8, verse 17 is what we're going to stand upon. He uh, says himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I know salvation is more important than healing. But wow, we still want the bonus as well. We want the healing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And if you're on the platform today, why don't you put your prayer request down either for yourself or for somebody else? Put that request down and we will be praying along with you. Some of us have got friends, we've got family members that are unwell. Why don't we stand in the gap on, on their behalf and ask that the Lord will bring healing into their bodies in the mighty name of Jesus. And for this woman in, um, in, in Leyland that the Lord will bring healing to her, she's She's, she's not yet a Christian. One, first and foremost, that the Lord will lead him to himself, even as uh, we, we're going to make effort to try and, and share the gospel with her. And, and as we do that, that she will open her heart, but also that God will bring healing to her body. He's a miracle worker. Our God is a miracle worker. The Bible says in his name, every knee 
will bow. Even cancer will bow in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we pray together? All together, wherever you are, let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we do stand in the place of healing. But first and foremost, I want to pray that this woman whose uh, prayer request came to us today, that she will find you, she will know you, she will respond to the salvation message, that she will give her heart to Jesus. We pray that there will be conviction of sin uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. She said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict us of sin, of righteousness, of righteousness and of judgment. Uh, but we also ask for the bonus. You say healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. That you will make healing available to this woman. And you said in James chapter 5 that um, if any seek call for the elders of the church, if they've committed any sins, they will be forgiven. The Lord will also heal them. Lord, we thank you because your word says, you forgive us of our sins and you also heal us of our sicknesses. And so the forgiveness of sins and the healing of our bodies, they are part of the atonement, part of our redemption package. And we receive it today on behalf of this woman. And we also receive it on behalf of everyone on the platform that needs your healing grace, your healing power, that you will bring healing to bodies. We reveal cancer in the mighty name of Jesus. Die to the root. We pray for every, we pray against every every growth, every every tumor, every everything that is contrary to good health. We stand against it. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power in the blood of Jesus. That the blood of Jesus will bring about a recovery of full health and healing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Savior, in Jesus' mighty name. Why don't we just thank God in anticipation of the testimony of what he's, he's, he's already done in the spirit as a result of the prayer we've prayed and the manifestation that we follow thereof. Father, we thank you because you always hear us when we pray. What a mighty God we serve. What a great God we serve. What an amazing God that we serve. And we just want to say thank you for everyone on the prayer experience community today that joined us to pray. Uh, we just appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for their patience, even when we don't come online uh, in good time because of tech issues. People are still patient to wait and come online and we'll pray together. Father, we thank you for each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I go, I want to apologize again for the late start, it was just, you know, when they say circumstances beyond your control, that was what happened at the beginning. And then I just had to step in to lead the prayer. But all things work together for good to them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow is a Saturday and we're going to be praying at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Please join us tomorrow. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye. I am